Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Welcome back to Uncomplicating Weight Loss. I have a question for you. When do you know it's time to eat? Do you let yourself get hangry before you actually decide to eat something? Do you eat on a set schedule whether you're hungry or not? Well, today we're going to talk about your hunger and fullness signals based on a tool called the hunger scale. One of the reasons why I practice and teach intuitive eating is because it's so tied to mindfulness and being attuned with your body. But to be completely honest, I don't know if I would have been so open to it if I hadn't started my mindfulness journey first. I say this, especially because one of the biggest points of resistance when someone first hears, listen to your body, pay attention to its cues, is, well, what if my body isn't sending me any cues? How do I know if it's really a signal or if it's just a craving? These are all very valid questions. And the truth is, it takes time. That's why intuitive eating isn't a diet, but it's also why it's so sustainable. It won't give you immediate results. It won't give you results in one week. Actually, chasing these fast and dramatic results is part of why sometimes your body seemingly stops sending you signals. I've probably tried most diets, at least the popular ones. I'd been a yo-yo dieter since I was a teenager. I was also an emotional eater for probably 20 years. So it took me a while to learn how to start to really understand my own signals because what diets, binging, and restricting does is it throws off the natural balance that our body has internally. When we follow strict food rules, strict lifestyles, strict food plans, we are essentially disregarding our body's signals. It's like, have you ever had a friend that may be going through something and they ask you for advice and you give them advice, but they don't listen? <laughs> Eventually, you stop, right? It's pointless. That's exactly what happens to your hunger and fullness signals when you do these very restrictive things. Your body just stops sending you signals because you're not fucking listening anyway. <laughs> So what's the point? And this is also why so many people struggle with the idea of listening to their body when they try, because it seems like there's nothing to listen to. But hunger feels different for everyone because of our bioindividuality. Some of the signals that your body may send you signaling that it needs fuel can be your stomach is grumbling, you start to feel faint or very fatigued, you start getting cranky or irritable, which is also known as hangry, you're not able to concentrate, you start thinking about food, you may feel a tightness in your throat, you may get headaches, or you may also get stomach aches. It really just varies depending on each person. So let's talk about the hunger scale. 
The hunger scale is a tool used in intuitive eating. And honestly, you can use this even if you don't necessarily follow intuitive eating because it really just helps you to understand your body's hunger and fullness cues. It's a scale of one to 10 that helps you tune into your body's natural energy regulation. This is one of the reasons why I don't bother counting calories or macros because once you learn to trust and listen to your body, you don't need to do any of that complicated shit. The hunger scale helps you to avoid the uncomfortable feelings of being either too hungry or too full. I found that using the intuitive eating hunger scale is the best way to figure out the appropriate amounts of fuel your body needs, especially since our body's energy needs differ from day to day, which is yet another reason why diets don't work. They don't take into account that certain days you may need more food or different foods. For example, when you're on your period or if you're doing strength training, your body needs different levels of fuel depending on what's going on. When it comes to using the hunger scale, keep in mind that it's a tool and tools take time to get used to if you've never used them before. So first, be patient with yourself. It may take you some time to really start to understand when you're hungry and when you're full. And that's okay. I found that a lot of us have gotten so used to not paying attention to our body that we only know we're hungry when we're starving. And we only know that we're full when we're so stuffed, it's uncomfortable, or you need to adjust your pants. (laughs) That's what the hunger scale will help you with the most. You'll want to use the hunger scale to not only determine when it's time to eat, but also how much to eat and when to stop eating. You'll use the scale before, during, and after your meals. So think of a scale of one to 10. By the way, I'll have this infographic that you can download on my show notes page so that you can also visualize this. But on the scale, one is your stomach feels completely empty. You might feel dizzy, nauseous, unable to concentrate. Basically, you're hangry as fuck. A 10 is completely and uncomfortably stuffed to the point where you may be feeling sick from eating so much and you don't even want to look at food. So if a 1 is hangry as fuck and a 10 is stuffed beyond capacity, then a 5 on that scale is neutral. At a 5, you're not hungry at all and your body has the fuel it needs. I often get asked, okay, so based on the hunger scale, when should I eat? And that's going to vary by individual. But generally, I recommend that you start eating when you're at a three and stop eating when you're at a six, maybe seven, depending on the day. Now, let me break down each number a little bit more. If you think about the gas gauge in your car, a one on the hunger scale is when you're on E. And if you don't get gas right now, you're going to be stuck on the side of the road. So you want to avoid getting to E. It's too risky, right? Well, when your body is on E, your hormones get dysregulated and your brain thinks you're starving and basically dying. That's way too much stress on your body. So we want to try to avoid that. Number two on the scale is when you're starting to feel ravenous and you just want to eat whatever's available. That's hangry. I say two is hangry, one is hangry as fuck. I don't think I can do an episode without cussing. I'm sorry. It's just who I am. Um, 
Number three is when you may start to feel hunger pangs. So you may have a strong desire to eat and you're actively feeling your hunger cues, whatever they may be for you. Number four is you're starting to feel hungry. You're starting to feel your cues and your stomach may start to grumble a little bit. Again, number five is neutral. Number six is when you have no hunger cues and if you're eating, you're now fully satisfied. Number seven is when you're now past satisfied. So if you're eating, you could possibly have a few more bites and still be comfortable. This is where you should generally stop eating. Number eight, you're feeling slightly uncomfortable because now you're stuffed. Number nine, you're feeling uncomfortably bloated from eating too much for your body's needs. And lastly, number 10, you're beyond full and feeling sick. Keep in mind, there's no best number. It really will come down to you listening to your body and learning the way your body communicates with you. So let's talk about how to actually use the hunger scale. You're gonna wanna check in with yourself throughout the day. And this is how you determine if it's time to eat, if you're hungry. And then you're going to check in with yourself on the hunger scale a few times throughout your meal. Now, I don't mean every time you take a bite of food, but before you eat, just take a moment, determine where you are on a scale of one to 10. When you've eaten half of your food, take a moment, put down the fork, put down the food and check in with yourself again. This is what we call the mid-meal check-in. And finally, at the end of your meal, see how you feel. Are you comfortably satisfied or are you stuffed? You want to take some time to reflect on this. When I work with my private clients, I have them keep a food journal to help them correlate their cues with how they're feeling, both physically and emotionally. Notice if you were eating mindlessly on autopilot or if you were actually enjoying the food that you were eating. These are all important data points. and. You're just collecting data to determine what your body needs at that moment. This is a journey. Food freedom is a journey. Learning mindfulness is a journey. Learning to trust your body is a journey. By taking the time to reflect, you can figure out what you do differently next time and then make adjustments. Maybe you waited until you were getting close to a one and you were just way too hungry to take your time with the food you were eating. So. Next time, start preparing your meal when you feel you're at a three instead of a one. So that way you don't feel ravenous. Oftentimes, when we get too low on the hunger fullness scale, we're more likely to overeat because it's more difficult for us to listen to our true fullness and satisfaction cues when we're really, really hungry. Taking this time to reflect will also help you notice any patterns. Do you get hungry at certain times of the day? Do certain foods leave you feeling hungry? Do certain foods satisfy you quickly? Do you need to add more snacks throughout the day or do snacks throw off your hunger cues? Do you need to adjust your portion sizes? This is how you get to those answers, by noticing and reflecting. Finding out where you feel best, starting and stopping, will take experimentation and some trial and error. Just keep going and approach it with a beginner's mind. You're trying new things. You're learning a new way of eating, not a new way of dieting, but a new way of eating. And you're truly learning to honor your body. 
by using this tool. That's huge. Each meal is a chance to learn more about how to interpret your body's fullness cues. So how do you know when you're full? That's another very common question that I get because like hunger cues, fullness cues can also vary person to person. And it's not always a feeling of fullness in your stomach. Some other fullness cues can be losing interest in the food that you're eating. So you were excited to eat whatever it was, and then all of a sudden, it's just not exciting anymore, right? It's because you're full. The food may stop tasting as good. And this happens because as your body starts refueling, it gets energy, and then it stops that intense taste that you had when you first started eating. You might start to feel physical fullness or notice that your stomach is looking bigger. and you may just start to feel either re-energized or you'll start to have a more relaxed mood because your body is now calmed down, you're not hungry anymore, and it's satisfied. That's how you can figure out, depending on your body and your bio-individuality, what your fullness signals look like and feel like for you. So you want to stop eating whenever you reach your comfort zone. And keep in mind, it may vary day to day. Also. One thing that's important to note is that there's a big difference between being full and being satisfied. Being full means just that, that your stomach is full. Whereas being satisfied means that your body and your mind has exactly what it needs. For example, if you eat a giant plate that consists of just vegetables, your stomach might be full but your body might not have gotten enough energy that it needs. Vegetables typically have low energy density, i.e. low calories. Same as if you ate a tub of ice cream. You'd be full, but your body would not be satisfied. Also, if your body is craving one thing, like a burger, but you force yourself to eat a salad instead, you're likely not going to feel satisfied. See, this is why restrictive diets don't work after a while. Your body knows what it needs and what it wants. So if you're feeling full but not satisfied, it's okay to eat a little past fullness some days. This is going to also help you mentally because you won't be continually thinking about the food that you're missing out on. The key here is to find a comfortable balance. Just like learning when your body's hungry will take time and practice. Learning when your body is satisfied will also take time and practice. If you think about it, as babies, We were born with the primal knowledge to know innately when we were hungry and when we were full. As we got older, we started forgetting to pay attention to those cues because of the diet culture, society, all that, right? So this is just bringing us back to where we started on day one. It's why it's so powerful, but it's also why it may just take some time to get used to again. So I hope that this episode has helped you with the idea that you often hear me say, the easiest way to lose weight is to eat when you're hungry and to stop eating when you're full. So this gives you more insight on how to determine when you're hungry and when you're full. If you use these tools consistently, along with the other advice that I always give on this show, you will definitely start to see results. It takes time, baby steps add up, Just don't give up on yourself. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. 
At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.